Hi, I'm Whitney Walker, and this is the Women Waken podcast, where I interview guests who are in the field of healing and spiritual work using their unique gifts of the divine feminine. We talk all about these amazing gifts that these particular guests have and how they're bringing them forth in the world. On this episode, I welcome the orgasmic Raven. Raven is a Tantra practitioner. And she can tell you all about all the different kind of ways that you can orgasm and experience sensuality, sexuality, and all the most delightful, delicious things in life, which is exactly what she does on this show. Raven works with individuals and couples to really embrace and begin to explore tantric sex and the expression of pleasure and really use it as a catalytic, cathartic process. Raven tells us about the five types of orgasm, defines Tantra, and shares about this ancient spiritual practice, tells us what is a dakini, what is sex mastery breath, and she gives us a little preview too. So take a listen, enjoy, and here's my guest. Hi, Raven. Welcome to the Women Waken podcast. Hi, Whitney. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, yes. I'm happy to have you here. I am really excited about our conversation. I've been excited about this since back in May when we first talked. I know. We'd met at an event online and we connected and we had a beautiful conversation when we scheduled your podcast. And we talked about some amazing things that I have been thinking about ever since and couldn't wait to talk about that you do including your work. So, and I've been stalking your podcast, by the way, (laughs) amazing women that you've interviewed. I mean, some that I have been following for a long time. So I'm really honored to be here. Yeah. Ah, Yeah. There's, there's been some fantastic guests. I've been so blessed to have these people kind of come into my life. And, you know, a lot of women who have based their, their work in, in either sex work or as sex educators or sex coaches, which I think is so important and powerful and amazing. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and so now we have you here today to really kind of expand our minds about Tantra is one thing. You're a Tantra practitioner. Yes. But you're also you're so much more because you also really work with people to start to have fun again with sex, start to explore sex. And you do a lot of couples work, right? Yes, I love doing couples work. It's yeah. so rewarding. It's so amazing. Yeah. And that's, you know, a very intimate setting to be working with a couple on their sex life. You know, mm-hmm. I think that it's a wonderful thing. Yet I, I think there's a lot of people who are intimidated by that. You know, like, oh, we don't, we can't go talk to somebody about our, our sex life. Like that's... Even when spouses don't even talk to each other about <laughs> their sex life, you know, let alone talk to somebody else. <laughs> so this is why I'm here. <laughs> yeah. But then, oh, what magical things can happen when you actually reach out and open yourself to guidance. Because what you've shared with me about your work and what you've experienced in your, you know, sexual evolution and experiences, it sounds amazing. And I never already told you that when I have my partner, I cannot wait to come to you so you can get us on the Tantra train. <laughs> yes. it sounds awesome. Yes. It's endless. The Tantra is endless. Perfect. Highly orgasmic and endless. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think you're going to get us started today, Raven, with a little thing that you call sex mastery breath. I feel yeah, like it's sexual mastery breath. Yeah. What, what is that? Cause it sounds I love jumping into it right away because rather than like tell you 
10, 20, 30 minutes about Tantra. I just want you to experience it. And this is exactly what I do with my clients. Like they walk through the door and it's like, yeah, we've, we've done some talking and intake and things of that nature, but it's like, boom, let's do it. So I'm inviting um, everyone to get comfortable and just where they are. And if you're familiar at all with the uh, Kegel muscle, and if you don't know what it is, the Kegel muscle is, is, you know, when you have to pee and you hold it, it's that muscle. So this breath is um, a sexual mastery breath because it deals with the energy and through the chakra system. And if you don't know about chakras, you can do some research on them. But just know we have energy centers that um, are around our spine. And so this uh, this breath is going to start, we're going to start with squeezing our Kegel. And we're going to imagine that the breath is actually going from our root chakra and on the in-breath, it's going to move up our spine. We're imagining this, right? And then we're going to land right here at the top of our head. And then there's two different versions of this breath that I'm going to show you. And the first one I'm going to show you is when called grounding the sexual energy. And it is on the out-breath, we're going to send the energy back down through the chakras and land back into the root. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it one time for you and then we could do it together. Okay. You ready? And remember, please don't pay attention to what it looks like me doing it because I've had a lot of training in breath work and tantric and energy medicine. So I'm very activated. It runs through me. And so for me, I can actually orgasm from breath. So, but that doesn't mean it has to be where you are right, right now. Okay. Well, I'm going to want to hear more about that too later. So let's put that on the books for later in the episode. This is what my breath looks like. So I'm squeezing. Feels so good. All right, now we're gonna try it together. So we're gonna um, squeeze your Kegel muscle and you're going to imagine an in-breath, breathe in. Get to the top of the head and then you exhale down back to the pelvis. How did that feel? Very relaxing. Yeah. Very grounding. Very grounding, very relaxing. And so I'm just going to show you the alternate breath. For So this one's grounding. The one I'm about to show you is, um, it's uh, it actually is for arousal and it actually um, invites more energy to circulate. So it's not going to be as grounding. It's going to be, ex- it's going to be more excitement. Um and so it's going to look like this. It's the same thing. You're going to breathe in with your Kegel. It's going to travel up. But instead of grounding, we're going to invite it to be like a gold, like glitter, like shower that like radiates all outside of you down your auric field. So it's going to look like this. This is my version. So <laughs> yours could be different. <laughs> so... Oh. 
So see how that one's a little bit different? <laughs> yeah. I see it. All right. Let's just try that one really quick. Okay. So squeeze your Kegel in breath. And oh, all the glitter and white light coming down. You can make a noise. Oh. So you may be able to get a sense of when to use each breath. So I give the grounding one to men quite a bit because they usually want to last longer. Mm -hmm. Right. So that allows them to like have more choice with their sexual energy. Like, mm -hmm. oh, do I want to be more in an arousal state or do I want to like be on the journey for a little bit longer? Mm -hmm. And so men use that grounding one quite a bit. Um, I, I, tell women to go to town with the, the excitement one because we can have endless orgasms. So <laughs> I'm just like, the only time that you want to use the grounding one is if you're at work, you know, you're out running errands, like you need to like compose yourself, mm -hmm. then use the grounding one. So beautiful. Well, thank you so much for those. That was a, a great introduction into our exploration today of all things sexual energy, tantra, <laughs> connection, all of that, all of that. So as we jump in, Raven, I would love to just for you to share with the audience a little bit about yourself and how you came into this work and this place where you are now, where this is your livelihood. This is the work you do. This is your profession. You are a master yeah. of a pr practitioner of tantra. So <laughs> how did you get here? What was your path like? Yeah, it's been a long road to hoe. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um, I call my pathway the pressure cooker method because literally I feel like my sexual energy and my um, sexual explorations were just like put a lid on it and pretend it's not there for 30 years. Just, you know, and obviously we know that doesn't work. Um, I was raised, I was born and raised Jehovah's Witness. So I was born raising literature, masturbation, how to fight the urge. Um, you know, you can only have sex after you get married. So don't touch yourself, you know, don't be a sexual person. Um, and then when you're married, you can finally have sex, but then still don't be too sexual. Um, and so there was like, it was, it was really suppressing. Yeah. Was there, were there messaging about there, that sex was shameful in a way that it was like gross, it was dirty, if it was done in any way other than to procreate within a marriage? Yeah, like basically it was just like, we're here to procreate, but yet they're still allowed to use birth control. So it was very confusing. Yeah. Um, and for me, it was more like just the absence of education was what was suppressing to me was like, don't here I am like a sexual being like we all are and I'm not being talked to about anything sexual like my body what's going on with it what's you know when I feel when I have natural urges is that okay um and so I was really I had a lot of sexual energy and I didn't know have any idea what to do with it all I knew was taboo especially my sexual orientation I'm bisexual that was a huge a taboo being a Jehovah's witness. And so I had this attraction for women and men and like, what do I do with all that? And that's not allowed. So um, I just put a lid on it and it was just until finally, you know, the volcano. <laughs> and it was just like, 
I need to deal with this. I need to deal with this sexual energy, this life force energy that I've been feeling all my life. And so I literally took a year just to study sexuality, sex. Um, I entered a, a, a series of workshops with an amazing um, institution, the Human Awareness Institute. Um, and I just like one right after one right after the other, I just like dug deep into all my sex sexuality issues. And what was in there is that I didn't want to have sex. I was in my mid thirties before I were ever had an orgasm from oral pleasure. I was 25 before I even orgasmed. So I was just like a newborn baby in, you know, this field. Yeah. And so I just like took it on full time and was just like, this is something, this is an intricate part of myself that um, I need to open. And it's, wow, it's like really emotional just thinking about how suppressed I was and then how liberated I am now and how I get to enjoy my body and have a body, positive body image and enjoy sex and be able to ask for what I want mm-hmm. you know, in all areas of my life. And it's just, um, when I landed into Tantra, it was just like, it was the perfect, um, I don't know, the word that comes to mind is like flower bed because that's what it reminds me of. It's just like, I just needed a place to bloom. Mm. That's what Tantra was for me. Mm-hmm. So I did, my first few years of Tantra was just for me. I was healing my, um, I learned sexual mastery for me, self-pleasuring, how to be in relationships with other people um, in a very, in in a very different way, a very conscious, communicative way, Mm -hmm. being in relationship with men. Um, And then when I went back to school, when I did, um, my uh, Dakini practitioners program with two of the most powerful priestesses on the planet, Lourdes Starshower and Maria Fazingo. Lourdes teaches trainings and, and she is the most powerful priestess in this area. So she is the one that really set me on the path to teach it to other people and to use what I've learned um, and to bring. And out of that naturally came um, couples work because I became really good at balancing because I think it has to do with probably with my bisexuality, like balancing feminine and masculine energy and how to like really encourage them to work together. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then I'm curious, Raven, when you first, I mean, coming from such, you know, suppression of your sexuality and, and sort of you know, confusion and mixed messages around it and mixed messages based on your feelings versus what you were told. When you first started, you know, training in these areas and first started having sexual experiences, what was that like for you? And because I asked this because I imagine that you probably work with people who have maybe been very shut off or closed down sexually. And so the first time that they try to open to the idea of, wow, maybe I can have pleasure. Maybe that's something that I can do safely that I can feel good about and not feel shame about? How mm-hmm. how did you move into it? Or were you ready for that? Had you already kind of changed your view around it or did it take a while to open to it? Yeah. Um, the thing was, is that we're all sexual beings. And so this was something that 
is the essence of who I am that was always inside of me, like it is for everybody. So it wasn't something that kind of like um, is like, ooh, birthed into my life and came out of me. It was just something that I finally was allowed a vehicle to accept myself for who I am and to allow this energy to express itself in an, a community that is very supportive of me and, and it's very safe for me to express myself. So an example of that is that um, the reason, a very personal example that I'll give you, which I'm happy to share, is that I didn't I um, didn't really ever like receiving oral pleasure because what happened was is that what I found out later is that was too intense. It was just like, and women experience this a lot as far as um, we, sometimes we engage, we have, um, you know, sexual arousal that sometimes we don't, we, we will push away from because it's like, whoa, it's like super intense, you know? And so that's what it was for me. And I really had um, these workshops where, and Tantra in particular was a safe space for me to be like, actually, what happens if you let it out, Raven? <laughs> like, I mean, you know what I mean? Just let it rip, you know? Um, but I don't recommend that like in any space. I recommend that you really do it in like a um, home environment or a workshop space with people that you know are really able to hold space for you. Um, so, and I had that space to finally just let it go. And once I actually like, it was big at first, it was super big. And to be honest, like that's when ejaculation came into my life because I was just like, oh my God, it's just so pinned up, you know, like it's going to blow and it, and it did blow and it, that happened. And, but now that I'm able to just like be with it now and actually celebrate it and, you know what? Bless men because I love men so much because they celebrate so much of women's sexual energy and expressions and body image. And they are just really, my experience has been that they've been very accepting, loving, encouraging, and been like, yeah, like, let it go, Raven. (laughs) Whatever it is, whatever it looks like or sounds like, let's see it. And I'm like, oh, it's messy. I I can't do that. And they're just like, no, like, (laughs) bring it. Yeah, I finally believed them. And once I did, and then it's like, oh, oh my gosh, thank you. And so, yeah, it was a um, scary. And that's what, when I work with women these days is I definitely um, work with where they are in their life path. Because Mm -hmm. that's just not something I would have been able to do in my 20s. It's just scary. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it takes time to feel like you're ready to guide and lead others. And, you know, in your 20s is such a time of you're still very much on that path of discovering and working through stuff and figuring out who you are and what you're all about. And then it's, I mean, that's why I feel like later life and even midlife is a peak point for women, especially because, you know, that's when we do really feel like we step into our own in a lot of ways, you know, with our confidence, with our sexuality, with our goals, with our visions, with our purpose. Yeah. Because I think it's, it's hard for women. I mean, it's hard for all of us to find our way, you know, men absolutely will as well. But I think women, especially because it can be hard to know what we really want because we're often, you know, sometimes we're told what we're supposed to do, or there's a lot of 
messaging around what you know path we're supposed to take or things we're supposed to do. And I think the more they're able to say, kind of like you did, like, you know what, what if I just let it go and just do what I love and just do what I like and see what happens. And then it's like, oh, damn, this is fun. Yeah. yeah. And because look at, look at your job. Like who wouldn't say like, dang, I, I want to have my job all about you know, multiple <laughs> infinite orgasms and sexual. Every pleasure. time I get out of a session, I'm just like, is this my job? <laughs> this is amazing, but it's also very heartfelt because, you know, there's a lot of trauma involved sometimes, yeah. especially with women and, um, and also men as well. So it's just very um, deep personal work. And I think that we all somehow get um, ascribed to particular to do this, to do our, you know, path. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're right. It is. I mean, there's, you cannot separate sex once you get into true sexual expression from everything else, from your deepest emotions to your, you know, your fears, your insecurities, your joys, it's all in there. And it's like this volcano that once sounds like happened to you, but to a lot of people, when you finally let it open, it's like, oh my gosh, like so much is being expressed. And of course, I, you know, I can't wait for you to share everything about Tantra and how you work with people. But I will say that I feel like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like I actually recently had my first Tantra experience with a partner because it was the first time that I ever felt this. It was almost like a Kundalini experience when I was having sex, like a, a weight, like this energy pulled through my body that felt like their energy coming through me. And I, it just felt like the deepest connection I've ever felt. And I know it sounds it doesn't sound right, but sometimes sex can actually not feel that intimate. Sometimes sex can just feel like it's someone... You know, just a, a little bit of this. A ship passing in the night. Yeah. And and then it's done. But when you actually like allow it to go to that next level, it's like, oh my gosh, like your yeah. essence is inside of me. <laughs> like this is intense. Yeah. And it, for the and I feel like it was tantric because for the first time I I cried. I've never like cried during sex, but I just became so emotional, which brings me back to our earlier point, which is that you can't disconnect the two. Once you open yourself to sexual exploration, you're opening your emotional pathways, which is so healthy, which is why, you know, of course, the work that you do is also healing because yeah. when you can let it all go as sex, you let repressed and deep yeah. feelings come through and just so cathartic. So yeah, so I would love for you to share more with us about what the work that you do with your clients and what you discovered getting into Tantra and the Tantra community about this deep exploration and, you know, fun and pleasure of that amazing sexual experience at its peak. Yeah, absolutely. I just wanted to speak of a couple things that you said, which was one, it being like, um, once you allow, you know, your sexual energy, give your sexual energy for expression, it, it influences every part of your life. So when I started doing this and I began to be really like sexually free in my body, yeah. I began to experience deeper intimacy in relationships that I always wanted mm -hmm. to experience. I began to like be available for more opportunities, like job opportunities, geographic locations, like, um, you know, people would invite me to like um, live in their house for, you know, a month or whatever. And it was just like, all of this opening, you know, in every part of my life, because like you said, you can't separate it. And so it's, yeah, it's so crucial and it's so important for everybody. And um, the second thing was, is when you mentioned like about feeling energy during sex, mm -hmm. uh, for me, I would say that anytime you experience energy like that, it's tantric. Mm -hmm. Tantric means the weaving of 
it's like the weaving of it could be energy with um, sex. It could be practices. It could be, you know, meditation with. Um, but anytime you're ex- you experience that, whether you know it or not, I believe that it's tantric mm. because I believe that tantra is actually a natural. Uh, expression of our human divinity so it's within all of us already we already got the download you know we're just I'm just out here with the words yeah yeah (laughs) so would that be your your definition of tantra well uh, tantra is actually a spirituality practice that's based in hinduism and buddhism Mm -hmm. so it's actually not just sexual it's actually only a very small part of it is actually deals with sacred sexuality. Um, And so I encourage anyone to really do more research on Tantra as a spirituality practice. It's like saying like Buddhism is only meditation. Yeah. Like we know that's not true. So same thing with Tantra. It's just that um, it's been Westernized and we, um, you know, we deal with a lot of the sex components with Tantra and Tantric sex, probably because it's that's what's repressed here. Yeah, and that's what needs the most healing and um, help in having people be more balanced. Yes. With, yeah. So Tantra is a sacred uh, spiritual practice. Beautiful. Thank you for that. Thank you. And then, so in this Tantra practice, where do you start with people? What do you incorporate in your work? Like, let's say like someone like me, where it's like, wow, I, cause I wasn't even looking to engage in Tantra, but I just had such a strong connection with this person and it just kind of happened. And so now I'm like, well, <laughs> how do I explore this more? So if people come to you and they're like, well, what, what is Tantra? How do I get into it? How do you work with new clients? How do you do that? Yeah, there's three different scenarios um, that I receive most common. So men, women, and couples. And so I can describe a little bit um, about how I, um, what I offer in each of those scenarios. And so when women come to me, they usually come to me with low libido, uh, hormone changes, like they have changes in their um, sexuality as far as like, their the level in which they engage with sex or attraction or they want to meet a soulmate uh, that type of experience and they just want like they just want to feel themselves again mm-hmm. and so um i will do some the three pillars of tantra that um you can remember which is a part of my five pathways to pleasure mm-hmm. that i can speak of later but is breath sound and movement mm-hmm. So and the best way to remember these is think about what you do naturally when you're making love. You breathe, we make sounds, and we move. Yeah. <laughs> so, that, yeah, that pretty much covers it. Okay, so I and mean, touch. Is people touch in there? I guess that's part of movement. Oh, you're so good, Whitney. That is that's the fourth pathway, oh! <laughs> the pathway to pleasure. <laughs> you to- totally spoiled it, but yes. <laughs> second to even get that uh oh yeah we also touch while we're doing it yeah <laughs> I hope so a touch of course is a huge one so with women um i really help them with these practices like breath sound movement i have exercises with their pelvic um, muscles and that they can um and stretches and yoga that they can do to begin to feel really embodied mm-hmm. you know and be in their body. And also very important to the feminine is communication. 
So I spend time communicating with women and being like, what's, what's really happening? Like what's really going on? You know, tell me uh, the Sanskrit word for vagina is Yoni. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tantra is Yoni. And so I will ask them like, what's going on? Have her speak. What's yes. happening? What is going on with her? And then um, we can begin, we can continue to work together with um, introducing tantric exercises. Um, And I also offer yoni massages, which is a incredibly healing experience, especially for women, because to be able to be touched in a healing environment that is all about sacred honoring, healing permission with no performance. So this is a place where you're not expected to moan. You're not expected to do anything mm-hmm. like literally, I want you to just be in tune with your body and sink in and be like, yeah, like, what does my body feel like? Because to be honest, Whitney, that is probably our number one challenge is we're just not tuned into our body. Yeah. If we're tuned into our body, we're very, we know exactly what we're supposed to be doing and not supposed to be doing and who we're supposed to be doing it with. Mm-hmm. Right. How many times has it happened where you've done something and you're later like, yeah, I, in my gut, I knew not to do that. All the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. that's what those sessions are really amazing for women. And, that's and I think it's especially that comes up with sex with women. Because there's a lot of, you know, again, what we're supposed to do or should do or should want to do, you know, and so, and it can be, you know, I think that also can cause um, a lot of trauma to women throughout their lives is kind of that, like you said, where you later look back and you're like, I I didn't really want to do that. Or I wasn't, you know, I wasn't really fully present or I was really kind of just putting on a show because I felt like I was supposed to. And, and that is, it is hard to sit with. I think we've all been there to a certain degree where it's like, my gut was, like you said, my gut was telling me no, but... As a matter of fact, one of the most powerful um, exercises I'll do with a woman is I will just lay my hand on her arm or leg or whatever, and I'll, and I'll just say, tell me to remove it. Ooh. And just that. I mean, I got chills. It's that powerful to, to have wow. practice of being, remove your hand. And then I do it. And, wow. we'll, and we'll practice it practice it, you know, and, and they're just like, they'll be like, Oh my God, that was just life-changing to be able to know, to remember to have the voice. Yes. Uh, please remove your hand. I don't want, I don't want that. Yes. And that we do have a voice. Cause as you were speaking to earlier about communication, I think for women, again, that's one of the things that's the, the scariest sometimes, or the thing that we sort of avoid in sex is to actually say, I'd really like this. Or can you do this? Or can we try this? Or can you not do that? And it's instead it can feel, you know, like, okay, I just got to go with this. Or I, you know, so I think that um, communication is left out because, you know, well, for a lot of reasons, one is fear, but also maybe not even knowing what we want or how to, and and, because if we don't know how to enjoy sex, then what do we even know what to ask for? Yeah, absolutely. I swear you were so tuned in when you, cause like you were just like stealing my exercises, like, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> no, it's so amazing, but it's a perfect example of how we already know this information. Um, and sometimes we just need a little guidance. Cause I do that exact same thing with my couples where I pr- have them practice now ask for something you want, you know, for that reason. 
that you were just talking about. So yeah, beautiful. Yeah. And so that's uh, women. I love working with women. Uh, all by the way, cis, transgender, you know, all on the spectrum, non-binary. And then uh, men, um, I love working with men as well. I get like super, uh, like emotional and teary dyed because I get to see men's wounding. Mm. So they, they come to me uh, because and from their mouth, you know, they've said that they don't have the spaces and the places that women have yeah. to express and to process. They're out there just all by themselves, all this pent up frustration, afraid to ask for what they want, their desires, that they do want sex, that they do like this, that they do like that, because they're trying to walk the line of being respectful and honoring and not want it too much. And you know what I mean? And I get to see that, like, and it's just been so, like, just, I just hold space for that, that, and I feel so honored that they feel safe enough. I mean, I've had them say things like, you women are so lucky that you get to express yourselves or like, I, I feel so alone, you know? Yeah. And so the work that I do with men, I do um, the breath work and depending on if they have, sometimes they have like erectile dysfunction or premature ejaculation, um, but I can't stress a um, enough that, um, which is an interesting wording that I just used because the <laughs> main cause for all, for a, most of the sexual dysfunctions that I see are stress. Mm-hmm. So they're usually working a lot, stress, pent up. Um, and so I really um, work with them on a different different communication wavelength that's not as much verbal communication but I just kind of like tune in and I listen and and I do um like a five elemental touch exercise with them you know that's close on and it just allows them to like begin to feel touched and the thing about men is like they process a lot through touch and sex mm-hmm. okay and this is my call out to women. And this is my dream. Maybe uh, this is a good segment into couples because um, my um, mission in this is for men to sink into their emotions, know that there's a safe space to express, you know, being able to, to be more um, communicative and intimate with women. Mm-hmm. And then it's my mission for women to show up more safely sexually mm-hmm. because I feel like when those two meet then the the feminine and the masculine are getting their needs met yes what's happening right now is that women are not having sex because I feel like it's the wrong mood or they're stressed or they're resentful they have trauma for good reason I'm, I'm there's a very good reason for this but I'm saying that we have our work to do to deal with this, yeah. to meet the men. And then the men, they are very like deeply caring, emotional creatures. They just need a safe space yeah. to do that. Um, so this leads me to couples. <laughs> Your favorite, huh? 
Oh my gosh. I love couples. So that's, that's some of my favorite. I love doing couples therapy. That's yeah. it's so, it's so engaging and fun and I love it. And just, the, it's, I mean, it's also, I mean, talk about sacred, you know, I mean, to see the union of two people, their love, and you are, you know, this person coming in to just sort of facilitate this, this shift, this growth, this clearing between the two. It's pretty remarkable to see. Yeah. yeah when you see them like connecting. Yeah. And um, my couples, they've been together for everywhere from two to 25 years. I have uh, quite a few couples that are plus 20 years mm-hmm. that I get. They just want to learn how to, they want to spice things up. They want to learn how to, you know, get it on in a whole new way and communicate and stay connected. And those are my favorite. I just love couples. I see same-sex couples, heterosexual couples. Like, I just love two human beings that really want to, you know, find a way to sink in deeper with each other. Mm -hmm. So I do, in my couples sessions, I am all about balancing the feminine and the masculine. So what I just spoke about. So in couples... I go back and forth between feminine and masculine exercises. So an example of a feminine exercise is um, active listening. You're aware of this one, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so, it's so important. <laughs> right? So I do active listening. Just a short little like, um, you know, example of it. Because I don't want it too lengthy. But it's it's really powerful for the men to do this because I say... I just have them where they just mirror back exactly what each person is saying, right? Yeah. Um, And I say, notice that um, your beloved is able to express themselves and you don't have to do anything with it. You don't have to fix it. You don't have to like take it on. You don't have to take it personal. Like literally, I'm just training them how to hold space for the divine feminine's intelligence. And what's our intelligence? Emotional variance. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Sometimes the men just go like, what? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> and so active listening is a, one example that I give. And then I move into like the touching exercise. And then always after that, the men are just like, <sighs> You know, and then um, I give them the opportunity to um, receive a three-hour tantric date night blueprint. Oh. So they, um, I, I have a, um, a handout that I give them and I go step by step like, okay, this is how you guys are going to plan out the most luxurious, delicious three-hour tantric, tantric date night experience. And they love that. And then what, what would that look like? What was, again, for people who are not familiar with Tantra and they're like, okay, well, maybe my partner and I want to try this out. What would yeah. that night look like? Does it start with, I mean, because people might wonder, like, does it start with like just going straight into the bedroom to sex? I mean, does it start with just going, spending time together, talking? Like, what does that look like? Um, yeah, good question. So the first hour is just these um, somatic embodied tantric exercises that I show them 
um, when I meet with them either in person or over Zoom because I see people all over the world over Zoom. It's amazing. Like, wow. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask that. Do you, and you see people in person as well as virtually? Yes. Okay. Now, when it's in person, it's super luxurious because I can actually be there like facilitating some of the, um, you know, the exercises. Yeah. Stuff like that. And so the first hour is just these exercises. It's like feminine, masculine exercises, getting um, met, connecting, yab yum. Like, have you heard of yab yum? No, what's that? It's a position. So it's a tantra position. It's super sweet for bonding and intimacy. And um, it's just like an embrace, just embracing each other. Is it when so you're like fa- you're chest to chest, like face to face? And is it like sort of like you're wrapped around each other, like sitting on someone's lap, basically? Yeah. 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 Like okay. you're traveling them. Yeah. That's, that's such a beautiful place to be. <laughs> yeah. It's super sweet. Okay. And so that's the first hour. So then this, you sit the, in that position for an hour, just no, 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 no. Oh. That's just oh, one, of okay. the, one of them. So I have, I have, um, a, a, there's about three or four exercises that I suggest within that hour. Okay. So, yeah. So the next two hours are is um, couples are switching, giving each other massages, tantric massages. Ooh. Now, what's the difference between a regular massage and a tantric massage? That's a long answer. <laughs> is there a short version? <laughs> because is it slow. just more like is it is it slow? Slow. Okay. Very right. slower. Even slower. <laughs> like I, I I tell men all the time. I'm like like painfully slow. Just like, it's just so slow. <laughs> yeah. Well, for good reason, because I know that, you know, in past experiences with partners, when we've had a time where like, maybe we decided not to have sex one night, but we were still wanted to be intimate. Yeah. And then you just do like a massage. And when you do take your time, you realize like that your whole body is covered in various zones that are sensitive and every part of your body has nerve endings. So, you know, yeah. touching people's feet and their toes and their, you know, their calf, their thigh, every nook and cranny is just, it's such an experience when you take your time. But I think when we're used to this sort of like allotted amount of time for sex, we just skip over everything. And it's not yeah. until sometimes I think most people are forced to slow down again, because maybe you can't be intimate one night or whatever it is. And then you find yourself slow and it's like, whoa, there's so much to experience here with this whole body and your body and mine and all the things we can do. <laughs> yeah. The breath, the sound, the movements while you're giving massage, breath, sound and movement is working. And I show, I go into detail, like how you're going to approach it and what you're going to do. And I give you the five different types of touch that we've already discovered what your partner really loves. Mm. And I even, um, I say that actually, um, I recommend that the session, the three hour um, date session close before you even have sex. Like, I say, you're not even allowed to have sex in that three hours. Now, have I failed at this? Yeah, miserably. Like, many times. Okay. But the point is, <laughs> the point is, is it's super important that we each give our partners the space to have that non-performance zone. Does that make sense? Yeah. For men. It's like, you can, whatever happens on, like, you can, whatever, erection, non-erection, like, it it doesn't matter. Well, how do you work with, I'm curious about how you work with men with that, because I imagine there's a lot of pressure for men to be hard all the time. Yeah. And, but it's not realistic when you're, if you're in a three hour session, there's not going to be hard all the time. So do you get, 
I feel like for men, it, it must be like sort of a psychological thing. Like, oh, is this okay? Is this going to be, you know, are they going to feel a certain way? So that must, does that come into your work at all about how men kind yeah. of go through that? Probably the number one concern of men. Yeah. And that's why we're doing this is because why are we so obsessed with an erect penis? Like there are so much pleasure that can be had a on our entire body. Yeah. And B, yeah, why does the penis need to be hard? Like, it's fun when it's not hard. It's like just one part of your body. And when I express this to men, and also I work with women or the partners, um, depending on the sex or the genders, you know, the partners, I just let them know, like, yeah, there's so many different ways to have sex. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be intercourse. Yeah. And that sounds freeing for both men and women. Cause then women, we also sometimes feel like, well, if it's not hard, am I doing something wrong? Are they not happy to be here? Are they not excited? Are they not attracted to me? And so it's like, both of us are suffering because of these misconceptions about expectations. I know. So it's so amazing when the couples get done with me, they're just like, Oh my God, I, I just yeah. can't believe what a difference our sex life is and our intimacy with each other is so deep. And it's not based on genitals. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And we're so obsessed with, <laughs> with genitals for good oh, reason. I mean, they're great, but I mean, so it's not all there is. Correct. Yes. Like I call this like my clitoris. Oh, the whole thing. A human clitoris. Like my whole body is the clitoris. Especially with, I'm a huge uh, well-hung words girl. That's what I call it. <laughs> so I'm huge. I'm a words of affirmation girl. So I I super love communication. And, mm. and so that's turned me on just yeah. as complex. Okay. Can we jump in then really quick with, you yeah. said that you've orgasmed through breath before. Yes. Can you share that with us? Because I think that also... People think that the only <laughs> orgasm is through genital stimulation. That's it. That's all we got. It's just, you got to get in there. Oh and- my gosh. If there's one myth, I could just deconstruct right now and have it crumble down to the ground. Do it. We just got to just be like, hell no. <laughs> like, oh my God. Orgasm. There are so many different types of orgasms we can have, especially women. I'm sorry. Women are just like... Oh, it's just endless. What type of orgasms? Like I can have energy orgasms, which means that somebody could like just hover above me with energy. I'm already feeling it. (laughs) They could just hover above me with energy and I could like orgasm that way. I definitely like orgasm. Yeah. With the breath. Like if I keep doing that, like orgasm, breath work, it's like, amazing i could um uh by smell like have you ever smelled like i don't know gardenia flowers or something mm-hmm. it's just like and if the, the the trick is to just be in the moment with it yeah and and you've activated your body already right so you've freed your your energy systems and your body because you've been doing tantric practices <laughs> And it's just like, you could literally, I have um, laughgasms, like if I'm laughing, I'll have um, just feeling my heart, oh, crying, like I love crying, I do it all the time, like I actually teach crying classes because yeah. it's, just, uh, we, it's a must, especially for men, like mm-hmm. uh, I love making men cry, and it's just for <laughs> 
<laughs> and not in an evil way, in a no. very loving way. No, just having a safe space to finally like express. So I've I've had orgasms by like just crying and feeling into my own energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I haven't even gotten to being with a partner yet. Like, yeah, you're not even is this all solo? You're just having all these <laughs> this is all solo. Just so, like walking outside and feeling the breeze and oh my God, something. yes. Having orgasm. I have breeze agasms all the time. It's like, (laughs) totally. And that's why it's so amazing when I'm with a lover now, because I don't tell them, (laughs) I don't tell them this, but you know, if they're worried, they're like, oh, I can make you, give you pleasure. And and I'm like, well, honey, like I could do it on a tree, you know, (laughs) I just, I just want to let you know that I can get off on a tree. So (laughs) I have no doubt that you will, yes, be performing to your best ability. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. Well, how did you develop that ability? And then, okay, can we, can we clarify a little bit though? How would you define an orgasm? Because an or, I mean, to me, it's like a, you know, crescendo of energy, right? It's an eruption of energy. It's a constant like, energy build, 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 and then it hits a peak point. But how, like when you're having an, an orgasm on your own, like from these different, from crying or laughing, like what, how would you describe it? Like, is it throughout your body? Full, and is it tantric? Orgasm. What's that? Full body orgasm. Full body. Okay. And what's that? For those of us who don't know. Oh, that's the other um, sessions that I do with clients. Just that. Like I'll just, I will just do a series of six sessions on full body, preparing them for full body orgasm. And mm-hmm. basically um, it's just what you said. God, you're so tuned in with me. Like, <laughs> oh, I love it so much um, because it's freeing. First, you have to deal with some trauma blockages. You know, we got to free up your energy fields mm-hmm. through work. And sometimes it's a very quick process for some people. And sometimes it takes years you know, it took me years. I mean, to go through this process yeah. you know, of de-armoring and then like freeing up more and more energy and then allowing, you know, new energy to flow through my body. And so it's just allowing the energy to travel through your body. And when you said like, how did you learn how to do this? I mean, I really only have one answer and that's Lourdes. Lourdes Star Shower, like my teacher, she literally in the, her trainings, like she saw me struggling with like moving the energy because I was overwhelmed by it. And I'm like, I can't move it. And she just helped through all the exercises that she um, does. Cause she does like shamanic breath work and she's a hypnotherapist. And it's like, this woman is amazing. And she's just like freed up all the energy. So finally one day, like literally in a workshop, it just like went and it just like expanded and went through to my hands, to my feet. And so now uh, you have to expand your definition of orgasm. It's not just genital orgasm. I want you to feel all of your body and begin to experience whole body orgasm energetic field orgasms even whoa <laughs> that sounds big, big. <laughs> have you had one of those oh yeah yeah i love them like fifth dimensional like oh yeah wow i'm making up for lost time I'm no, like, I, mean, I'm, I, applaud, I think it's amazing i'm applauding it's just incredible all these experiences you're having especially raven because again i think when we look at like the whole of society and the population, I, w- I would say that like 
you know, or this many people have just, you know, sex that we'll call it regular, but just like, you know, not a lot of intimacy really, like just kind of basic. Um, and not there's anything wrong with that. It's still delicious and delightful, but to experience what you, what you and like this much, this little sliver of the population has is like so leaps and bounds beyond what most of us think is possible. I think that's my, my point is that we have such limiting beliefs about sex. It's like, well, this is a wham, bam, and that's what you got. And if you're, you get to orgasm and come, then you're lucky. And if you don't, well, you know, yeah. too bad. Well, and I want it to be a lifestyle. I want, I want you to, I really am here to help people experience freedom in their bodies. Um, yeah. It doesn't have to be a big shift. Like you don't have to go and live my lifestyle. I mean, you can, it's amazing, but (laughs) I'm just saying you can keep your job. You can keep your corporate career. You can keep your uh, family and, you know, it doesn't have to be like, you have to interrupt your whole life. Like it could just be a very internal process, like a spirituality, like Mm -hmm. a, an awakening. That's what like I'm here for is just like I just I really more than anything am here to see the actually those small awakenings in people because I know those are the ones that they're going to actually integrate yes yes absolutely because those are the things it doesn't feel too big to be realistic it's just like oh this isn't actually that big of a deal but it is different it's a new sensation it's something that I can a little opening um and then you're speaking to it of being spiritual. And, you know, like we were kind of saying before, you can't separate the two. You can't separate this expressive sexuality from your emotions, from your, it it is spirituality. And I think that's why it intimidates people because here's the thing, when you orgasm, it is, I always feel like something is opening to like, it's like, this is bigger than me. You know, anyone who's had an orgasm has felt that where it's like, where did that come from? Like that was, that feels big and powerful. And it's, it can be a really spiritual experience. It's interesting because, you know, you're talking about women, especially with women with their orgasms, they can, we can orgasm, have multiple orgasms, all different types of orgasms. And one early on in like sort of my spiritual journey, I got this strange thing that came to me during meditation, which was that the, the, the female orgasm is very important at this time. Like it will literally start to shift energy because it's so powerful and we can have so many of them. Right. And I was just like, where did that come from? Like that's like, and I was just like having this vision of women all in a room together, like having orgasms and like experience and like, just cause it's just energy. Right. It's done, done it. <laughs> Tell us about it. Okay. Then yeah, you probably live my vision. What was it? Was that is like a workshop or something? That's called, that's called tantric training. I mean, ah, okay. you gotta go to Lourdes. Like, um, yeah, you like experience this in a room full of women and it's the most powerful thing I think I've ever experienced. Like, because I've believe in sex magic so Mm -hmm. i believe that when we are experiencing orgasm it is a very godlike state and so i encourage you to manifest through that state so whatever it is you're calling in um, i encourage you to do it and think about it and visualize it when you're in orgasm Mm, Ooh, beautiful could you tell us a little bit about sex magic because i've heard that term a lot and i actually don't know really what it is if you're okay with sharing about that or if it yeah i mean i can share my version of it which is just for me it's about using this sexual energy for manifestation so Mm. i believe it's the most powerful energy on the planet yes so um yeah so you know, I will be with myself in orgasm or I'll be with a lover in orgasm and be just like what I described to you. I'll just be like, oh yeah, like have this visualization and just like 
Yeah. And it's absolutely like, I usually get better than what I visualize, to be honest. <laughs> um, I've done it in like a pile of money. Like I've just like orgasmed oh. and like hundreds. <laughs> woo! Make it rain. It's like, yeah, just like, woo! <laughs> so that's always fun. And like, just have fun with it. I've done it outdoors. Like, it's just like have and communion with uh, earth and with Gaia, you know, mm. and like connected and grounded and, and so yeah. just have fun with it and have fun with orgasm. Yeah. Well, they are fun. They're super yes. fun. And okay. Another term I'm curious about is dakini. I hear that term a lot. I know you incorporate that term. What does that mean? What's a dakini? Yeah. So it's not, a, it's not like a type of bathing suit. I it's don't not know. like a Star Wars <laughs> character. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Dakini is a Sanskrit term for um, like a sacred, a feminine, divine feminine, sacred um, spiritual advisor. Okay. So oh, it's like got it. Divine, it's basically um, a woman, um, spiritual, sacred, spiritual, and sexual advisor. So just like a sacred, spiritual um, shaman almost. Ooh, beautiful. Okay. And so is that how you would describe that woman you mentioned that you worked with that was so wonderful? Was she a Dakini? She's definitely a Dakini, but I call her a priestess because she's at a much different level. Like she's been doing this for decades. Yeah. And um, she is a, one of the most powerful influences also because she's in her 60s and she's one of the most orgasmic women I've ever seen. And she's so super like vital, like with life. And, and she, there's something so healing in that for me. Like when we see, sometimes we see our mothers and like how they age, you know, and we think like, Oh, well I can only be, you know, sexual and beautiful for so long. Yeah. You know? Um, and so I'm sorry, when you see this woman, you're just like, I haven't even reached probably my prime yet. <laughs> Yeah. And that's another thing that I just find so devastating is that most of us, I mean, I think men and women, you know, we reach like late thirties and we're like, dang, I'm, I'm old. I'm getting old. I'm used up. I'm past my prime. But then I'm like, well, wait a minute. But then, and and more and more, you know, on my spiritual journey, I, but then I see this whole other sect of people who are just entering their best life into their forties, into their fifties, in their sixties. And I'm like, well, wait a minute here. Like what, then what I, I see things a bit differently because I'm seeing increasing satisfaction, increasing yeah. enjoyment, increasing pleasure, increasing freedom, increasing comfort. I'm like, I feel like things get better. Maybe our bodies change and we slow down and, but I don't, and I think people look fabulous as they get older too. So, and that's another thing that I think I would love to see a shift in that is because what a shame to feel like we just are washed up at, you know, a certain age. What a waste. We still uh, got, we got a lot of living left left to do. Uh, Tantra has completely changed that for me because like everybody in the community is just like, for some reason, they're like super hot. They're like super turned on. And I'm just like, wow, what, how is everybody good looking? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't know. They glow. They're glowing. Yeah, it's, it's, orgasm. This is a sexual life force energy. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. So you let it flow, you glow. Yeah. I mean, I just made that up. So that's great. I'm going <laughs> 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 to it. But um, yeah, going on what you're talking about too. I mean, you'll recognize this maybe when you go into your forties, but forties um, is like uh, women's sexual prime. Yeah. So men peak in their 20s, women peak in their 40s. So 
I always think that I always say to like the 20 year olds, you know, when they come to me, I'm like, you are so, you are so smart <laughs> to be coming to a woman in their forties because like literally I'm noticing that like I'm on the libido wavelength of 25 year olds right now, men. And I'm wow. like, what the heck? I'm like, this isn't working at all. But <laughs> Is that working? Uh, I, you know, it's new for me because I always dated older. I dated uh-huh. older in my thirties. So now I'm like, I'm really taken back by it, but it's interesting how we are like compatible in that area now. And it's just because, so women, I just like, I tell this to women. I'm just like, listen, in your forties, like it is like, it, it is unreal. It's like, mm. yeah, it's amazing. Yes. Yes. And I love, I would love to see a more, you know, more people shift into that mindset and embrace that. Cause what a wonderful thing. If we're like, awesome, I'm in my thirties and the best is still yet to come. And it's going to keep getting better rather than like this oppressive, like, Oh gosh, no, like, like, how can I stop time? How can I not age? It's like, woo, bring it, you know, let's go. Let's just <laughs> orgasm through it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just keep coming and everything will be fine all the time. <laughs> okay. So can we, t- can we talk a little bit about you had, and maybe you were already talking about it with like, the breath stuff, but you had mentioned when we first talked that women can have five different orgasms. And I was like, okay, I want to know more about that because okay. I want to have all of them and I want to know what they all are. Okay. Yeah. So these ones I'm talking about this, these are genital orgasms. Okay. Oh, okay. There's five just from the genitals. Oh, oh yeah. And then some, so that all the other ones were like, you know, energetic, full body orgasms. But um, yeah, so I can give you three of them and then you'll have to uh, contact me if you want the other two. Ooh, okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. So we all know about clitoral, right? So, um, and then we also know internally you can have a G spot uh, orgasm. Um, there's also an A spot that we have. And it's different in in women, but it's going to be, again, like a spongy-like texture. And so what I recommend um, for couples and is that to do a, um, during especially the massage experience, if, if internal is open to them, some people don't want internal massaging, you know, in their experience, but to, to um, do clock, use a clock, in a yoni so like you're literally just going to like just put pressure on different points around the clock Mm. this is not to stimulate this is not to orgasm i'm because i'm we're looking for the spots we're looking for the a spot we're looking for the g spot okay fine that also anal orgasms so there's that one too. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'll give you them all because <laughs> I want you to have good sex. <laughs> People are going to reach out to you anyways. They're going to want to, they're going to okay. know more about this. And so, um, don't forget about vaginal opening orgasms. Oh my gosh. And so men that come to me with small penises, I'm like, oh my God, you're like the vaginal opening orgasm king. Like this is your, this is your jam. Like this is where you're going to thrive. Right. <laughs> What, okay. Do I, am I missing? What is it? Is it different? Is it different than like a penetrative, like a clit? So no, clits on the outside. And it's literally the opening to the vagina. Yeah. So you like have that, an orgasm right there. 
Yeah. So if you provide like, if you have friction just going in and out, just in the opening, it will orgasm. I mean, most women, well, some women won't because we're all different. All of our bodies are different. So um, we don't, you know, so depending on, um, so yeah, so that was the anal, the vaginal opening, the G spot, the A spot and the clitoral. And then there's one more, even one more that I remember I was talking with somebody and they're like, well, what about, uh, so there's just so many, like, (laughs) well, how do you know when you're having which one? Like, does, have you had all of them? And does, I mean, cause maybe I've had them and I don't know, like, do you know when you're having a clitoral versus a vaginal opening orgasm versus like, yeah. So you'll know when you do this work and you have sessions, we do sessions because you'll be more tuned into your body. Like you'll, you know, and you'll, cause what happens with us <clears throat> sometimes with women is we just kind of get sensation. We're used to just feeling sensation or like one type of sensation. Cause we're used to sex pretty much one way, yeah. you know, I mean, different positions and stuff like that, but you know what I mean? So when you slow down, and you do those massages and you do the clock, you were like, oh, that, wow, what is that part? Like, I, I did that so much when I started getting yoni massages. I was like, what is that? <laughs> like, where is that? And that's the other cool thing about the clock is like, if you do feel something good, you can say, where is that? And they'll say three o'clock. And so, and then you could tell your lover. Like, can you hit three o'clock? You know, like, so it's amazing. Like, to yeah. Well, to get the more that you know, right? The more you know, always serves you. And you know, the more that we get to understand our bodies and how, because I think there is a lot of frustration. I think especially for women, right, about orgasming and coming and feeling like, nope, not in the cards for me. Or also like, oh god, too much trouble. I can't figure out how to make this whatever's going on down there. Or I'm tired. Yeah. I'm tired. So I'm not even going to bother, but it sounds like you help people just figure out that it's really not like that crazy, that it can actually be approachable and achievable. Yeah. An orgasm might be after working for a couple of years. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I feel like women, it's up to us to respect our freaking bodies. So like if I go in for body work and I've got trauma and I, I've got all this stuff, like maybe I do need two years, no penetration, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Listening to you. And I think that's something that's hard for us and not very common in our culture is to honor our bodies. Uh, I think we're really taught to push our bodies to the limit and and literally not listen to our bodies. Yeah. You know, and I know I've been guilty of that where it's like, nope, this is, I want to do this. I want to make this happen. So I'm going to push, I'm going to not sleep. I'm going to work too much. I'm do all this. And I, la, 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 I don't want to hear my body because my body is going to try to tell me something that might not be convenient to what I'm trying to do. But yeah. when we do that, it's, you know, our body is our greatest ally. It's our great, it works every day around the clock for us. And so it's important to respect it and listen to it. Yes, that's, I'd say, is one of the most important messages for sure for women. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think being able to work with someone on that and to talk with someone about that, because that's not something we often talk about. No. And it's also not like socially um, appropriate. Like, you know what I mean? The society does not respect and honor us slowing down and taking taking care of ourselves as priority. 
Yeah. You know, no, it doesn't. And, or to get in, attuned with ourselves, in touch with ourselves, and with our sexuality. And to me, that's ironic because, you know, those of us who feel connected to the concept of the goddess of the creatrix, um, you know, we were, we originally were like the most powerful sexually expressive things that ever existed. That's what our essence is, right? Like we give we create life like it comes from us and yeah. yet now we're in this crazy weird place where we're, we are so shut down yeah. and to me i think that's what really draws me towards this work and having this conversation is to really we reawaken like women waken to me is like a request to women like women wake wake up to who we truly are what we can truly be what we've always been but have been shut down to and because when that changes again like the female orgasm so powerful when we're having and generating more of that energy things are going to start to change. We're going to start to remember like, this was never us. We were, we used to be very different and we were, you know, revered as these powerful goddesses that we still are. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I would even extend that and say, alter your, think about altering your life in a way that maybe you would have never thought of, but that might be more supportive of you embodying your goddess energy. For instance, it might look like moving in with another family. It might look like moving in with your parents or or getting rid of your house altogether and traveling. You know what I mean? Like, um, because it's just so worth it. It's so worth it. I did this. I took out my retirement to take those sexuality workshops for a year and just to, just to do me for a year. Like, yeah. I, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't not be me any longer. Yeah. I was just like, I have to figure out who this is. Yeah. It feels yeah. like. Yeah. And it, you're right. It can be, um, you know, unconventional because I've basically just hit everything you just did. I got rid of my house a year ago. I did. I've been on the road ever since. And then for a while I live with my parents. <laughs> so, but, and because and it's not, you know, it's not like standard for someone, but I was like, I don't give a shit. It, it's what I felt called to do. I was like, this is what I need right now. This is my, I'm not meant to be somewhere yet. Right. There's a time and a place for everything. But I was like, I'm meant to be moving right now. And I don't know why, but I just, this is what I need to do. And, you know, I know that the time will come where I feel a different call, but yeah, to your point, I think that trusting you know, our guidance, but I think that society doesn't give much room for that for people who feel like they need to follow societal standards. Yeah. Where's the space for that? No, by your 30, you're supposed to be, if you're not married, well, then you at least need to have a stable job in your own home and all of these things. But it's like, well, what if I don't feel aligned with that at all? (laughs) Yeah. So it's going to come down to either society or you. Yes. Yeah. And I, I hope that more and more women start saying, I want to do what I feel. I'm going to do me and see where that goes, because then that's how the, you know, this current structure starts to break down is when we don't play into it anymore. And we say, uh, is that working for me? Is it working for anyone? You know? Yeah. And I encourage um, women to like step out into goddess circles, whether it be virtual or in person or trainings or workshops, like whatever speaks to you at whatever level you're at, you know, it could be just a meditation or a yoga class or, you know, Tantra and Bali, like whatever it is, uh, you know, I, please contact me. Like I have so many resources. I have a sisterhood that's so humongous that it's, I, I, I've got such powerful forces behind me that I can refer you to someone, you know, to connect you yeah. in a group or training. 
Yeah. So before, I remember Raven, after we first talked, I had a client who was curious with exploring um, sex parties with their partner. They're trying to kind of shake things up and switch around their sex life. And you gave me wonderful resources to offer them. So, and that's, I, I'm so big on that. That's a big, you know, sole purpose I feel I have is to allow people to connect with each other, have more resources readily available that we're, so that we're all working together, right? Community connection. Yes. We're all in this together and we're all meant to, you know, you have certain resources that I don't have. I have some that you don't, and we all share together. And then we have this network going, that's just beautiful and brilliant where everyone. Yes. And that's what my vision that I have is there's this much more communal connected network of, of beings. Yeah. We're, that we're orgasming all the time. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, that reminds me too that, um, you know, yeah, I have referrals and references for nudist resorts or kink or BDSM or like every level I've played it at all. Um, and no judgments at all. Like I really encourage everybody to come out with their truest desires. Um, yeah. And to just ask, because that alone sometimes is the freedom. It's not getting it. It's asking for it. Yes. Yeah. And because that's the first part. That's the hardest part is to actually let it come out. The request, the question, the truth, right? Expressing our truth. That's freedom. That's where you're like, okay, there it is. We we no longer stifle something down. We let it come out. And then we become more free. Yeah. It's it's incredible. Beautiful. Well, Raven, your work is amazing. And you mentioned if people want to find these resources or find you, how can they find you? How can they work with you? Give us all your stuff. Yes. So please contact me from my website. Um, um, I'll, I'll, I'll give you permission to share my contact information. Um, you know, I am really one-on-one based right now. Like I have in previous businesses I've had, I've launched on social media and online with programs and stuff like that. And I just realized that like Tantra is such a precious baby to me that I really keep it one-on-one. Like, so please, it's just going to be a conversation over the phone with me and you um, and, and how we can work together or referrals or what groups you need to go to and see. And so I definitely um, am here and available Beautiful. And what's your, did you give us your website? What's your website? My website is livinginpleasure.com. Perfect. And that'll be in the show notes too. And then I know that you're also online. You're on some of the social medias. So we'll put your Um, And I do have one before we go, I do have a request because I really want to model women asking for something that they truly desire. And so I'm um, enrolling everybody in to be a matchmaker, whoever's listening to this, because I am currently dating, tantric dating right now. And I know that there's somebody that knows a good man with really good (laughs) communication skills, with a big heart, who's single, and um, would love to go out on a date with a goddess. And so I am enrolling you my sisterhood in matchmaking me with my dharmic life mate. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love that you're putting that out there. Yeah. Everybody bring it in. For bring Raven. it in. I'm, I'm creating that intention that like, yeah, we all know beautiful men. Yes. We do. I mean, again, connecting resources, right? Like let's, yes. all, let's network and find out how we can move quicker into our soulmates, sexual mate. I know someone's got a brother. <laughs> I love it. All right, we're going to get those matchmaking for you. We're going to bring the, give those 
gifts to you. Thank you for sharing your gifts with us. Yes, thank, thank you for the work that you do. Thank you for your courage. You do. This is amazing. Like you are kicking ass, seriously. Oh, thank you. Well, it's so much fun. And someday when I'm not in my phase of bouncing from place to place, which if anybody has been watching my videos, I'm basically in a different background every week. Yeah. But yeah. someday I want a beautiful backdrop like yours. I love your, I was telling you golden curtain and I'm, I've already envisioned my, when I settle down in a place, I'm going to have like this whole studio that's like brilliant and probably gold. Now I'm inspired by the gold. Yeah. It's super luxurious. I love that. Yeah. And all I wish, I just wish you had like a cape almost like wearing your gold cape or something. Oh, but you are. (laughs) Hey, what is this? Maybe I can do this. My little pink cape. There it is. Get your cape. Love it. I'm reporting for pleasure duty. (laughs) Superhero of sex. The sexual tantric superhero. Orgasmic. Oh, yes, can't for hero. <laughs> oh my gosh! And now we just need to find your your Mister Orgasmic. Yes. Oh my Mister okay. Orgasmic. Yes. That's great, Whitney. I've never. Done and that. then you'll have matching capes, and you'll both come on oh, the yes. show. Oh yes, and then we're <laughs> calling both- it in. We'll teach programs together. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right, Raven. Well, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. Yes, you as well. Have a beautiful day. Have an orgasmic day. Oh, thank you. I think I will. Hopefully one with the breeze. (laughs) Yeah, go out out to the breeze. I'm I'm thinking like breeze, the trees, like it doesn't stop anywhere. I don't know. Hopefully there's an orgasmic adventure awaiting for me. (laughs) Always. Always. I love it. All right, Raven, thank you. That wraps up our beautiful conversation with our wonderful guests. Thank you so much for listening to the Women Waken podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with others and come back for more. If anything you heard resonates, leave a review or send me an email at Whitney at womenwaken.com and check out the website, womenwaken.com. Have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to let your light shine and keep an eye out for your special gifts and magic.